Welcome, friend, to this episode of Bible Talk. I'm your host, Angie Bauman, and with me today is, again, the Bible Talk co-host, Susie Crosby. Susie, thank you so much for hosting with me again. Hi, Angie. Susie is the author of the devotional Just One Word, a book of 90 devotions, all based around using one word to set our minds on the never-ending power of God's work in our lives. And so because Susie uses one word to find life application and because step-by-step Bible study method that I created uses one word to find life application, Susie is the perfect person. Plus, I just love you, but yeah. <laughs> Even without that, you are to me, the perfect person to co-host these Bible talk episodes with me. And so our verse for today is John 15, five, which says, if you remain in me and I, in you, you will bear much fruit. And it's the theme verse from the podcast episode that dropped on May 18, which was earlier this week. If you're listening to this bonus episode, when it drops, and that episode was with my ministry friend, Sandy Cooper. I loved Sandy. Uh, do you, did you love Sandy Susie? I know the answer to this already, but isn't she just a delight? So wonderful. And I noticed, um, in the background, I keep picturing her with the the word behind her abide in her on her wall. Just, yeah, just seems like she's, she's doing that. So yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She and I were joking about getting tattoos because her husband says, that uh, she needs to get the word abide tattooed on her because this is her verse. Uh, and th- th- you know, this is a verse that comes up so often at the end of all my podcast episodes, most of them anyway, I ask the guest if they have a favorite verse of scripture or something that is, you know, really important to them as they've worked on whatever project or passion they're happening to be talking to me about in the episode. And so often this verse either comes up when I ask that question or sometime during the interview, like it's just a, it's such a theme and it's such a central part, maybe the central part of I'm brave enough to say, right. Of our Christian walk. And so, yeah, so Sandy was a delight. I loved it that this was her verse or this is her verse. And Sandy and I got to spend time together earlier this year at a podcasting conference. And she told me how she attended a different event with a goal for herself in mind, a writing goal. Actually, she had an appointment with a an agent or editor, I can't remember which, but instead of that going the way that she had hoped, she left the event feeling very much like the Lord had instructed her to focus on only one thing, the abiding or the remaining in him. And she said that that focus, hearing him call her to do that and focusing her life on that instruction has been so transforming and life-giving to her. And I've thought since that conversation I had with her, that was separate than the podcast recording, how, how that's been true for me as well. But, um, I'm going to hang on to, 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 to how, what I got out of the verse, right. And we're going to actually start with Susie first. And so I'm wondering, Susie, would you read the verse from whatever version you chose and then talk to us a little bit about what word you focused in on what you learned? Yes. I read the new King James version and it says, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for without me, you can do nothing. And I focus in on the word abide, uh, picturing that word behind Sandy on her wall, just so gorgeously written. And I'm thinking about a tattoo now too. abide. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The definition of abide is to remain stable or fixed in a place. Also, I added to live or stay somewhere dwell 
hang around. And the opposite, I like to look up the opposite of the word and think about it that way, uh, depart, leave, discontinue, and then the word bail, picture uh, bailing on, on Jesus, you know, or bailing on something that's important to you. And that is the opposite of what yeah. all to do in this verse. And it always reminds me of how critically important it is to stay connected to Jesus, to spend time with him, re reading about him and, and talking to him and praying to him, or worshiping him and just being with him. Uh, hanging out and remaining in his presence and um, kind of absorbing that um, essence of him. And I, I guess I've, I'm an empty nester now, sort of. I, our kids keep coming back and forth, but <laughs> mostly they're gone. And um, I, I was imagining my coming to spend time with Jesus, like one or both of them coming home. Mm -hmm. And the the delight and the excitement that my husband and I feel when they are coming to coming home, coming to be here for a while, stay here or live here for a bit. And when they come and visit, you know, what, all we want to do is just talk to them and listen to them. And doesn't matter what exactly the plan is. We just enjoy being with them and getting to know how they're doing and sharing their life. And so if there are times where they come home and they're busy and they're distracted or they're, they don't have time to sit or seeing this person, that person running here and there working on stuff or, um, or when they are with us, if they're sort of focused on their phones or something on TV, it feels different. And so abiding, it doesn't just mean to me living in the same house or being in the same room. It means connecting. Mm -hmm. So all of the things that, that I do to get to know Jesus better don't really matter if I can't just sit and be with him and connect. So that's, that's why I like that word abide. And I, I love the other versions of it too that say remain. And I'm wondering if maybe that's what you picked. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Yeah. You know, when, it, when you're talking, I, I have this image in my mind. So my older son is a senior this year and our house has become, uh, of course with COVID no, not very many groups were gathering period, but this year, his senior year, when school is much more normal rhythm, if you will, our house is so uh, often the hangout spot. I like that you use that word, that hangout spot. And there's something about that brings me such joy for knowing that Alex and his friends want to be here, which is what you're saying about your kids too. And there's one friend of his that has, I don't even know what it is, but he has something like about his feet where he doesn't like to take his shoes off and he sure doesn't want to take his socks off. And it wasn't very long ago. I came home and he, he was sitting in our recliner with his shoes and socks off. And I noticed that his socks were off and one of the kids gave him a hard time. They were like, you took your socks off. And he said, well, this is my home too. Oh, and it was, yeah, that's what my heart did. I was like, whatever they wanted at that moment, I would have said yes to pretty much because there was this, I hear when you're talking about your kids and welcoming them and the delight you have when your kids are under your roof, if you will, 
I think there's something in our mama's heart that are just, I so happy that, you know, you're safe here. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so pleased that you want to be in the security that I offer, you know? And I think there's something from our heavenly father that must feel so much like that, where he's like, Oh, I always offer this to you. Right. I'm so grateful you're receiving it today um, or in this moment. And so I just had this idea that are we hanging out with him in a way that we spend enough time with him, connection with him. That's a word that you use that I love that, that we're willing to take our socks off because we don't take them off everywhere. Right. Like great image. I picture this big teenage boy with these bare feet. Yeah. 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 It was, it's pretty, I love it. I love it. So, um, but yes, I use the NIV. But I, I use the same word as you, but in the NIV, it's remain. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And the Greek word is minnow. Um, and you said what it means already uh, to remain, to abide, um, not to depart, to continue to be present. I liked that because it does this like sort of prolonged, right? Like we don't, it's not a coming back and forth, but abiding means that we, we are present and continue to be present. Um, it also means to remain as one, to not become another or different. And I thought that was really interesting too, like, like because that. yeah, he wants to draw us into the safety. Uh, he wants us to take our socks off and not put them back on. Right. You know, like it, you don't need to put them back on it with me, because even if you have to put your socks on to go out into the world, just to like stay with this metaphor or illustration or whatever, to go into the world, you never have to put them back on with me you know, like metaphorically, if you will, like you're always safe to have your socks off here. Um, I liked it in, um, in the theological dictionary of the new Testament. I think that's what that stands for to remain in a place, to stay in the house, to dwell. So again, there's this idea like that God is constructing a place for us to be, and we're willing to stay there. Um, it's so crazy to me, but I mean, he just, he leaves it up to us. We get to stay and go right. But he invites us to receive continuously when we choose to stay. Um, yeah. The con- go ahead. He really delights in us being there, you know, so much like we do when our kids are yes. at your house or when my boys come home, it's, uh, there's a, an excitement or delight on his part that we can generate. I just think that's so amazing that he yeah. actually excited about something like just being with us. Yeah. It's crazy for me. I think of Zephaniah three seventeen, where it talks about, I'll probably misquote it a little bit, but it talks about how he rejoices over us in singing. Right. I think there's a version that talks about how he dances over us with singing. And like, there's this complete delight uh, that he takes in us that I think is very hard for us to one believe, but two to live in. But the more time we spend with him, the more he communicates that truth to us until it's just, he just continues to woo us into believing that we're so precious to him. And when we really believe we're that precious to our creator, even in a world that requires our socks and shoes are on, if you will, we know in our heart, there's a place that we're safe and that changes everything. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Um, the concept of this verse, I think pretty much leaves me without words, which is incredible because I'm a word girl. I know. So are you, (laughs) and I have spent 
as we all have a lot of time in my life, abiding in things other than Jesus, never without knowing Jesus, never without loving Jesus, but certainly not bearing the kind of fruit that he had in mind for me, because I declared with my choices. And it pains me to say this, that he wasn't enough for me. Like I needed from the world too. Um, and I certainly would not suggest that I'm immune to that now, but I would say with absolute certainty, I know better now. I know where my strength comes from. I know where my rest, my peace, my joy, my hope can be found. And it's nowhere else, nowhere else, but in his presence. And I also know that as much as I know that believe it and do my best to live it. If I pulled away from it for any length of time at all, (laughs) if I left the house, if you will, which I do sometimes, um, I would be a complete self-focused insecure shell of a woman because I cannot, I cannot live this life and be this person without him. There's just, sometimes it scares me how much I need him. And then I remember it's the safest place for me to be is dependent on him. Right. Like actually it doesn't need to scare me. Um, even though sometimes it really does, but what scares me more is thinking that I have to do it without him. (laughs) Um, abiding in him looks different at different seasons. Uh, and I just say that as encouragement because the way that I practice spiritual disciplines has changed through the years, but the older I get and the longer I walk with him, the more I know I need it. Um, doing this thing. Uh, I've been, I've been doing this thing lately where I've been pausing to reflect as I change tasks, like in my day, I don't know if Susie, if you and I've talked about this yet, but I'm just kind of practicing this different, I don't know. It's just kind of a different way to practice a spiritual discipline, I guess, but it's become a fresh way that I abide. Like when I change tasks during my work day, or when I leave to pick up my son from school or those things, I'll go back to that nugget of truth. Cause I'm almost always in my morning devotion time. There's a scripture that I camp on. There's, you know, this kind of concept again, that just reminds me of, of the safe place that I have in him. And so throughout my day, I've just been trying to pause and breathe that in again, because it's crazy how much maybe I just did it a few hours ago and I've already forgotten. Why do we do that? Right. Why do we do that? But, um, yeah, but I do. So, and then the enemy would like us to believe that we can coast, that we're saved and that settles it. And, you know, like all lies of the enemy, that's a half truth. Cause if we have confessed Jesus as our Lord, our salvation is secure. We do have security. We do have that safe place. But if we want something more than eternal salvation, like living in abundant freedom and joy in this life, then we have to make that socks off relationship with Christ a priority. So, um, yeah. What else from you, Susie, what else did you learn or what, what are, what are you thinking of as we talk about this today? Well, I feel like I've always it, uh, imagined this branch connected to the vine with the, all the nutrients and the um, important necessary ingredients for life flowing back and forth, right? This attachment yeah. is, uh, is critical because if it, breaks off it dies wither up and die yeah and I think I read a lot about this in a a book that I would recommend to everybody written by Beth Moore I think you and I have talked to I think you've read this too it's called Chasing Vines a wonderful book I love that book yeah and it's uh it really focuses on how the process of growing a grape through the vine into the branch and out is uh, quite long and tedious and that God's in charge of that whole process that it 
that even when there's things happening that are confusing or seem kind of like nothing's working or nothing's growing, uh, nothing that God does is wasted. No part of that process of a grape growing is wasted. So I, in reading that book, I felt like if I'm connected to Jesus, everything I do matters, even if I don't know how, or I don't see it. God values what we do in connection with him. And so this fruit bearing process is not just about uh, performing or following rules or living boxes. It's about staying attached to him, staying connected to him, um, giving him our time and our attention, being in the house that you kind of described this safe place is partly because it's so amazing for us to be there, but also because it's the only way that anything that we do in our life is going to matter. And if we are there, everything we do is going to matter. I love that. It's the only way that anything we do with our life is going to matter. And if we stay there, then everything we do with our life is going to matter. That's gorgeous. Yeah. That's really important. I think that's so true. And I, yeah, we didn't, we didn't focus so much on the fruit with this. We focused on the remain, the abide, which I think is great, but I, it, it is important to remember that the world would have us produce fruit and see if I can say this the way I want to in a shiny way, like in an oppressive way, in a quick way, even, you know, um, produce fruit and produce a lot of it. And, uh, and, and the only way to produce much fruit for the kingdom is to allow him the time he needs to bring it to fruition, fruition, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's the only way it, it is the only way to do it. And, um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, friend, uh, if you're facing any kind of struggle at all, and yes, I think it's highly probable that you are, uh, we all face both pop-up and ongoing problems that threaten our peace and our confidence in Christ. The answer is easy and it's so hard for us to do. Um, I fall prey to it, even though I know better, but the truth is that nothing, nothing, nothing can substitute for spending time with him. He wants to be our shelter. He wants to be our strength. He wants to fight our battles for us. I just encourage you and I encourage, I'm encouraging myself as I say this, let's let him do those things as we sit with him, as he, as we praise him, as we ask him, as we talk to him, as we abide and remain in him, he will show up in our lives and do things that matter, uh, that matter in terms of, uh, yeah, kingdom, kingdom work. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 That's exactly what I wrote. It is a need. If anything we do is going to matter for his kingdom and we need to stay connected to him, that that branch in the vine. Yeah. And I think it, and well, I know it helps us understand that working uh, with him for, for kingdom fruit, if you will, is actually what will bring us the joy and peace and rest that we crave instead of searching for it for the, on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Susie, thank you so much for doing this with me. I love having these chats with you. I love it too. Thank you, Angie. And friend, thank you for listening. Until next time, peace.